0: Welcome to the Revive Podcast with Pastor Jennifer Kofi. Be blessed as you listen to today's message. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Please go to Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8. And go to the verse 34. Mark 8, go to verse 34. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Just stand with me. And if you have it on your phones, in your... Um, physical Bibles, the non-digitals and the digitals. Please open to Mark chapter 8, verse 34. And we're going to read together and then we'll pray and I'll share the word. This is a continuation for what, from what we've been speaking on for the last few weeks. Um, come. And today we are looking at our response. Our response. Amen. So Mark chapter eight, verse 38, I have the new King James version, but whatever you have, read it and let us read together. Let's go. When he had called the people to himself with his disciples also, he said to them, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. And follow me. Amen. Amen. We thank the Lord for the reading of His word. Father, we thank you so much for this morning. You're already here. You've spoken to us in diverse ways already through prayer, through worship, through the sharing of our sisters. Oh God, you have spoken to us already. Pray that, Lord God, you confirm your word and confirm your move in our midst, even by the utterance of your word this morning. Pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart will be acceptable to you, O Lord, my God and my Redeemer. Bless our hearts this morning and will cause us not to be the same, not after today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the living God. Amen. So from October, we've been doing the each one, reach one. Some of us have not reached. Some of us said it is the reaching is under construction. Some of us said it's in the pipeline. I've heard all kinds of, all kinds of uh, things. Um, some of us, we reached, but it's like we have to reach the rich. Yes. <laughs> so we are on it, but we are not relenting. We are not giving up. We are not getting tired. Amen. So we came through October speaking on these things, praying. We did the prayer walk through, through Typha, you know, we've done quite a number of interesting things and God has been so good. And then for the last two weeks, I started highlighting the word come, come. So in the very first week, um, so today is the third week. So three weeks ago, I made us understand that there is an eternal call. There's a, a call. In eternity. It didn't start when we were born. It has always been there. It's been the heart of God. For mankind. That we will come to him. And we found this out. From Revelation chapter 22. Verse 17. And the message says. The message translation says. Come says the spirit. And the bride. It says whoever hears. Echo come. Then it says is in me. or anyone thirsty let that person come all who will come and drink drink freely of the water of life so this is um, a scripture in the last book of the bible and revelations is like a prophecy is a revelation is is everything encapsulated in one and we understood that God is saying come The spirit of God in the church is saying, come. And those of us who hear it and respond to it must also echo that same sound. And as we cry out to God to come for us, that sound must reflect in the earth by making other people ready. And that is why it says we are telling him to come, but we must also say to one another, to come, come and drink of this water. So there is a sound, there is a sound calling mankind to God. And that sound is an eternal sound. If today, I mean I passed away, the sound will remain until Jesus comes back. There is an eternal sound calling mankind to God, calling us to come. And we went on last week and we began to look at who should be calling people to come. And we looked at examples like the woman at the well who, if you went into trying to break down who she is or who she was per scripture and per how she is portrayed and per historical accounts you would realize that she wasn't the typical person she wasn't your pastor like the average holy person she is seen or she is presented as somebody who was a, a harlot excuse my language she is presented as somebody who um, at the meeting of jesus meeting jesus christ jesus says to her and we know it's not a human being so it cannot be a lie jesus says and she does not deny that she has had five husbands not um marry they die marry divorce jesus used the word husbands to to simulate the fact that she had already consummated whatever relationship there was she had become one with them she had had sex with these people so jesus was telling this woman you have had five husbands imagine that kind of a background today and that person shows up tomorrow and says oh you know i met i had this encounter with god everybody would be skeptical like hey mothers will be telling their sons don't go there oh she wants to she wants to slay you you know sisters will be holding wives will be holding their husbands back Mm -hmm let's go to another church if this is the person who come and evangelize to you for you to come let's go to another church but we realized that god was able to use this woman because she heard a sound jesus did not say in that passage the literal words come but jesus presented himself as the water of life and at a point she says then give me let me drink and by that time we know that she was getting there and before that conversation could be over bible tells us that this woman left her pot and went into her own city into the city of samaria and began to tell people she didn't have much to say she didn't have you know all the historical accounts and you know unlike philip who goes to call nathaniel Who knows the history and says, this is the person the prophets wrote about. The woman at the well didn't have anything. All she knew was that I met a man and he knew the things I had done. He knew all about me. And that was her only testimony. Yet God used such a woman to bring a whole town to come to Jesus. Some believed when they heard her and some came out of curiosity. But when they met Jesus for themselves, they came to faith. And we understood that Everybody who has an encounter, who hears God calling them and can respond to that call is fit to call others to Christ. You don't need to say, "Oh, unless I get to this level, I need to, go to I need to go to the Bible. No, every person at your level, you can reach somebody for Jesus. So that's what we have been doing so far. And today I want, to, want us to slide into our response. Come. What should be our response? And I'm going in this direction because I know that a lot of people will not find use for these things. It's like a salvation thing. Like I've already given. you know when I gave my life to Christ? That's what people would tell you. Oh, you think that because I just walked into your church, so you think I'm not saved? I mean, I'm sure some of you are sitting down. Pastor, you don't know me. I have history. I, I was this in this. I was that in that. I am elder from here, I know. But but there is need for this and that's why I'm going in this direction. So when somebody calls you, what happens? So if I said right now, I said, Peter. So immediately I said, Peter, what happened? There was something in his In his being, he didn't open his mouth, but he raised his head to look at me. Okay. If I said, Peter, come, what would you do? You'd get up and you'd come, come come to me. You'd get up and you would come towards me. Okay, great. So that's good. You can stay here for a bit. So the only, so I'm thinking that if I called Peter's name and I asked him to come, the reasons he may not come is one. He didn't hear me. So there's a problem with his hearing, right? Yeah, maybe he didn't hear me too. Maybe he didn't understand me. So maybe I spoke in a different language that he doesn't speak. So maybe he heard his name, but he didn't understand me. Or Peter doesn't want to come. <laughs> yes, or Peter doesn't want to come like, but when it seems to forget it, I'm not, I'm not moving an inch. These could be the possible reasons why someone wouldn't make the step towards Jesus because perhaps they don't get it. They don't get it. Or that they they feel him drawing, but they don't understand. It's too... It's like, can I really? Or... They have refused, refused, like I, am, I hear it, I get it, but I don't want it, I want something else. Or they may even make the attempt to come, but some, something hinders the person. So Peter go back, and I need two hefty, Mr. Nutifafa, okay, I was going to say. <laughs> so um, Mr. Nutifafa invites, I'm going to call Peter to come. When Peter makes the come, please present some resistance and let us see if he will be able to come. So Peter, come. (laughs) Oh, Peter, come. Why? You want to dodge them? (laughs) So sometimes the other reason is that sometimes a person wants to come. But there is resistance. And this is the reason why, in our effort to call people to Christ, you don't give up easy. You don't say, My friend and,, I' no my friend." like in my case. But still, I go to church at college. So. <laughs> but still, the person, if the person doesn't respond, it's not always that their heart is not there. Sometimes there is something that is holding the person either sin or some alters, or, you know, some mindset, there are strongholds that perhaps could be holding the person back. So these are the reasons why a person may not respond to the call. But the normal thing is that if you heard your name being called, you will respond. If you are told to come, you will get up and come, right? That's the normal thing. If you didn't have any impediment or impairment or, you know, hindrance, You could hear, you could see, you will move. And you were willing, you will move. Amen. Now, that becomes, that is what gives us the different levels of coming to Jesus. So there's a person who doesn't know Jesus Christ at all. That's, you know, an unbeliever in the world, doesn't know Jesus, hasn't surrendered their lives to Christ at all. There's that person. But I want to submit to us this morning that beyond salvation, there is still more levels to come. There are still more places in God that we must come. And when he calls us the first and you respond, you cannot stay at the gate. You cannot stay at the door. There are still gems to come. So we must come as new believers come in response to the gift, the free gift of salvation. Yes, as you call people, but... The problem we are having now is that we know how to go and say, oh, Brahma, sorry. And then after that, we don't want to call the people deeper. We don't want to call the people to any life of discipleship, nothing. We're just happy to see people walk through our doors. And that is not good enough. And you and I cannot be satisfied with just being saved. With the only thing we can boast of as far as our Christianity being that, oh, me Whoa, 1953 like that cannot be the only thing we can boast of so we must come by salvation yes but we must come to come by responding to every demand that God makes on our lives hallelujah every demand that God makes on our lives so Moses encounters the burning bush which would be you know his first even though he had lineage as a Jew he didn't know much until he goes to Jethro and I'm sure Jethro exposes him to some level of truth but then he has his own personal encounter with God at the burning bush and look at the way the scriptures put it in Exodus chapter three it tells us that God showed up in a burning bush but God didn't speak it God spoke only when Moses tend to look. In other words, God needed a certain level of response to what he had shown. Some of us feel like God has to come down and write the things in gold letters on the wall before we can say that God is speaking. But in everything, even this morning, the testimonies of others, the worship, everything, the person sitting next to you, everything is an opportunity for God to speak to us and we must be responding to every way that God speaks to us. So Moses sees a burning bush and he's like no this thing is worth my time it is worth my attention i need to focus on this for a minute because i want to get it the thing about walking with god is that you don't get it until you give yourself to it oftentimes human beings we want the other we want to understand then we obey but with God you have to stretch out your trust it is a faith thing so you release that and then he begins to open you up to it and then you can move on hallelujah so that becomes his starting point and then God speaks to him and God tells him I have an assignment for you now You would think that, okay, after outlining all these things, that's it. But Moses goes back to Egypt on his assignment and realizes all too soon that uh, I need to keep going back to God because you won't always have it, you know, you got saved and then you know how to walk. No, you must grow in it. You must come to know things by the way God leads you. And so when you come into Exodus 24, by this time, they had come out already they had come out of egypt by god's own goodness and everything parted the rest, they've come out and god wants to do something with the nation it wasn't just you know me and god in my corner i just want a simple life no god says i want to bring these people into a certain dimension of covenant that they weren't in before i want to bring them my law and i want them to be able to walk with me on that level and god says moses come and it's interesting when you go um To read that passage, when you read Exodus 24, 1 and 2, you realize that there are listed names that God called with Moses to come up. There were names listed. So it wasn't just God spoke to Moses alone, come, no. But God made a disparity. God said, all of you come. But Moses has to come to the peak of that mountain and I will give Moses something that he will bring back to you. So there were those who were down, that is the average person, they were down, they were at the foot of the mountain. But there were people who accompanied Moses on the journey and then Moses had to go the way, the rest of the way to the top by himself. What am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say is that to respond to God is not always communal it is not always communal we find ourselves most of the times being held back someone will say oh because of my wife someone will say because of my this oh because of my that oh in my circle in my family and so because of those things we are not able to let go and go to the places and go to the things that God has called us to yet daily he's calling somebody to come to something daily god is calling us to something everybody has their path it is individual it is specific it is personal and until you start understanding that there are times where you need to do this by yourself i can just imagine what abraham was was going through when god showed up in the middle of the night and said i want your son i mean he was a married man this was not just a son this was the son of his wife sarah the child they had waited for for so long i mean at least abraham could have said you know let me tell my wife but this was a journey that god needed him to take by himself this was god bringing him to a place where he could birth a nation out of him and god needed abraham to take that decision for himself how many times have we given the excuse that oh i can't push further for my prayer life i can't take it because you see my family we all sleep at this time i'll make noise i've heard people say that Or or my work, my work schedule, you know, I can't. We give all these excuses about people around us. But what I want us to understand is if you're going to come, you can't keep looking at the people. You can't keep minding what entangles you and holds you back. You have got to look at the author and the finisher and make your step towards the author and the finisher and trust that he will bring you and pull you through. Hallelujah. Peter was in the boat with others. After Jesus fed the 5,000, Jesus tells them, I need you guys to go over to the other side. Put all the disciples in the boat. They were 12. The boat is in the middle of the water. There's turbulence everywhere. Jesus is on the top of the mountain because he didn't get in the boat. And Jesus shows up by miracle by his own wisdom and his infinite knowledge he shows up on that sea the sea of galilee oh i was so glad when i went to the sea of galilee i fetched some of the water i'm not using it for anything (laughs) but jesus here jesus was walking on this water they all saw jesus They all saw Jesus, Matthew 14. They all saw Jesus coming. Bible says they were afraid. In other words, they all saw him and the thing looked strange to them. They said, hey, is it a ghost coming? They were all afraid. But one person amongst them, Peter, dared to ask like, ah, is it Jesus? Jesus says, yes. Then in Peter, there is a desire, like I want to be more. I want to to do more. I want to come towards you. I want to experience things at your level. So Peter held a certain quality that maybe the rest could not have expressed at that time and i pray for us that god will help us to desire more than we have more than we we see now more than we are experiencing that it will not be enough for us we will not be in the place ever in our walk with him where we feel like "Ah, it's a good place i've been praying five hours a day i'm good what What if the levels of consecration consecration are in other areas of your life? So Peter says, if it is really you, let me come. And I love this because Jesus said, come. In other words, this is a dimension. This is a level of operation. This is an experience that is free for you. When Jesus released that word, come, Peter was able to come out of the boat and walk on the water, but the rest stayed in the boat. He could have said, we are 12, all of us are here, we are afraid, oh media, I can't go, let me just be with the pack, but he said no, if I'm, if this thing, he says I should come, I'm going to try it, how often have you felt an idea, well I'm not just talking about, you know spirit, in quote, what we call spirit, but even ideas are spiritual God releases ideas, how many times have you felt God release an idea to you, and you've looked around and said, oh this thing nobody's doing, cannot be done Peter responds to that response from Jesus, and he steps out on the water and My point really is, you know so he 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 sank at a point or he started sinking at a point, Jesus still helped him, so why don't you step out? Why won't you respond? Why won't you go higher? Why won't you go hither why Why do we keep holding ourselves back? perhaps because we say, you know. Everybody is like this. We are all at the same level. Why won't we break that limit? Why won't we push that boundary? Bible tells us in Mark chapter 8, verse 34, which was our key verse. It tells us that let every man who wants to follow, who wants to come after me. That word come after is not Um, just the person is working then you are working behind that. There is that level, but it also means to live like that person, to live like the person who is before you. So it's putting your feet in his steps. It is being like, come after. To come after is also to be like Jesus. So Jesus is saying, if you want to be like me, if you want to come after me, if you want to follow me, he says that let that person deny himself. Then he says, let that person carry his own cross. In other words, on this journey, as he beckons and as he calls you deeper, calls you further, calls you higher, calls you to new, new things, what happens is that you will find that there is something that you must do that I don't have to do. And there's something that I must do in, to respond to whatever he's calling me to that you may not need to do. There are things I must give up to be able to respond to what he wants to do. There are things you may have to, but everybody's path is unique. It's, it's, it's God ordained. It is, it is personal. And that is why it's important that you keep your ear and your heart open to him so that you can hear at every pulling, at every call, you can hear him and make your step towards him. Hallelujah. I want us to go to Matthew chapter 22 and I will be done in just a moment. But I want us to look at this, this, the thought of what holds our response back. Because for many of us believers, we desire, we desire to do what God wants us to do. It it, it sounds good, like everybody wants to raise the dead. Won't that be nice? You know, won't that be nice? Everybody wants to be able to pray for somebody or, you know, have a problem and just pray. And then the heavens open and money pours out. We we want, we want to work with the Lord. I'm sure every true believer wants to live above sin. Like you don't want to be falling. Who wants that? Oh, so what is the issue? What is the issue? What is the issue? And I want us to go to Matthew chapter 22. And we went there last week, but last week we were just looking at those who went to do the call, the servants, and how generic the term was, that Jesus kept sending out servants. He doesn't tell us the servants who are in the chamber, the servants who do the garden. It just... So any of us, so we looked at that. But I want us to go back to to Matthew 22 and read the first 14 verses. And out of this, I want us to pay attention to responses, responses. So it says in the New King James, it says, And Jesus answered and spoke to them again by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son. And sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding. And they were not willing. So somebody underline not willing. That is one response. They were not willing. They were invited. I'm sure they are are noticing their cards were sent earlier. They were invited, but they were not willing. And that is what we were illustrating at the beginning. Some people hear it. They, They couldn't care less. Take your Jesus. That's different. So those people were not willing. Then he sent again servants, other servants, saying, tell those who are invited, see, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fatted cattle are killed and all things are ready. Come, come to the wedding. But they made light of it. Underline that. That is another response. They made light of it. It was it was not a big deal. It's not a big deal. And when you go on, you will understand why it was not a big deal. It says they made light of it and went their way, one to his farm, another to his business. In other words, comparing their other activities comparing other things you know i need to do that oh i have to take care of this comparing other things in their lives yes granted those things are important your business is important i mean going to your farm who should go and tend it for you is important but comparing it to the call they regarded every other thing as more important than the call And for many of us who walk into church on Sunday, even pastors and whatever, we are here. We are part of these people. When God places a demand on us, whether to show kindness to somebody or to, you know, take, you know, a prayer light to another gear or a Bible study light to another gear or do something, whatever it is. He tells us to do. Oftentimes, we are here. We're among those who go, we, we, we switch quickly and we'll use Bible to support it all. Oh, God understands. Charlie, I am not get time. Hey, my shit. Those are the things you start hearing us say. Those are the things you start hearing us say. We place more urgency, more premium on every other thing. Than what he is demanding of us, and that's not good enough. That's not good enough. And I'm doing this for us to see, for you to see, because you see, it's so easy for us to say, Hey, I'm a Christian. Oh, I'm a Christian. Hey, media, I love God. Oh, but when it comes to the real things on the ground, do we love God? When it comes to choosing, do you choose Him? Do you? said they made light of it. They made light of his call for them to come. They made light of it. They felt like, you know, I'll just do that another time. Maybe another opportunity will come and we do that to the to the agents, you know, leadings of the Holy Spirit. Maybe someone is going through something at a particular time. The person needs a word of encouragement. You feel a burden, call this person. No. I, I I could not be bothered. God, have mercy on me. I could not, like... We do everything before we respond to his leadings. They made light of it. And it says, and the rest. The rest of them, they seized his servants, treated them spitefully, and killed them. So this would be the set of people who are hostile to the gospel. So they are not just you know hiding when you are coming there are those people who hide when you are coming they don't they don't want to interact with you but these are people who are hostile to so th- this would be in some of the arab countries where you know if you're a christian you are killed and all this is like plain hostility towards the gospel and there's that set of people as well but you are not that bible says excuse me bible says But when the king heard about it, he was furious and sent out his armies, destroyed those murderers, and burned up their cities. Then he said to his servants, the wedding is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. And I want to pause and make a point on this. It is your response that judges whether you're worthy of what God wants to give to you. It is so funny that oftentimes the people who do amazing things for God, or, you know, people who in the name of God, not just pastors, but even in the business world and other things, people who, um surgeons and all of those things, people who do amazing things for God. It would amaze you that they were ordinary. They usually start out very ordinary. I remember reading. I think a, 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 an article on B- Dr. Ben Carson, the surgeon, I think he is, and how he was daft in school. Like they said, you wouldn't see any like, <laughs> but see the kind of surgeon he became. And this is a Christian. So I'm using him as an example. People who, you know, who give credit to God for who they are. So that is where we are. But, a lot of people who have become mighty things, I remember during greater works, Bishop Tudor Bismarck was saying what a mess he was as a smaller boy, like he was waste. But when he teaches now the word of God, you think that like this guy was born a genius. Your response is what judges whether you are worthy of what God has made available to you. Bible says, Jesus, Jesus in his parable said, the king said, I've done everything, prepared everything. Those who were invited were not worthy. Yet he sent them invitations. In other words, he thought they would be worthy. He thought they would see, sense. But they proved that they were unworthy. And when you prove that you're unworthy, he moves on. And I pray for us that we will not prove to be unworthy. We will not prove to be unworthy of such great a salvation and such great a kingdom that he has made available to us. We will not prove to be unworthy. It goes on, it says, therefore in verse 9, it says, therefore go into, so on the basis that these people didn't respond, everything is set already. I mean, heaven has been is prepared already. Someone must go. And live in their mansions I believe that's what we say so hey it says therefore go into the highways and as many as you find invite to the wedding so those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all whom they found both bad and good and the wedding hall was filled with guests so there were no limits that is why the person next door who you think, hey, oh, no dear, chief sinner, there are no limits now. The limits have been removed. Everybody can come. So it says they called everybody and the place was full. People who thought they were not qualified were even called. Come, come, come and eat for free. Come and chill. My, my daughter would say, hey, we are chilling. <laughs> and Bible says they came. And the place was full. Now let's listen to the the end bits. It says, so, okay, verse 11. So it says, but when the king came in to see the guest, he saw a man there who did not have on a wedding garment. (laughs) So he said to him, friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. There was no excuse. He had no excuse. He was speechless. It says, then the king said to the servants, bind him hand and foot. Take him away and cast him into outer darkness there where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth for many are called, but few are chosen. And this is where I want us to come to. There are many of us who are responding. Many of us who are, You are putting in your best effort to honor God with your life. You want to live holy. You want to live by the word and all of those things. But I want us to understand that everything we are doing on this earth is culminating into something higher. That will be the day when he returns to take us away. That is sure. If you're a believer who believes in just the earth kingdom and you don't believe in eternal kingdom, I don't know because there is a place beyond here there is somewhere we are going. And even though the gates are open to everybody, by reading the scripture, what we understand is that there is something he expects of us. There is a way he expects us to look. So it is saying yes, but in the yes, conforming to every other code. Now, if all the people who were called from the streets came in, and when he entered, the king entered, Everybody was dressed properly, but one. That means that there was provision for you to be fit for his stature or for what he had created or for the banquet. It gives me the impression that there were even clothes available for you when you were coming. So the king says, ah, how did you come in? Because you're supposed to change before you come in. Everybody else had gone through that but you and if we think that we will sneak through some way somehow you've heard the call you've come but you come with the way you are that is not good enough for god he made it all the way you hear of people who make it all the way the the nigerians i learned from hallelujah challenge they call it jackpot when you want to travel you want to see green pastures There are people who make it all the way. They get the visa, they sit, you know, they get through immigration in Ghana. And when they get to their destination, they are told something disqualifies you. You can't enter. You can't enter because we are a sovereign state. And this and this and this is what we require. You you are not meeting it. Go back home. That is what happened to this man. He had the call. The provision was made. And he sat on the plane. He got just there, there, there. And he wasn't found fit to stay. I pray for us that on this journey, on this journey with Jesus, and you know, I'm not, I'm I, it's not that I'm preaching to put you down and make you feel like eh, what shall I do now? This Christianity. <laughs> That's not what I'm trying to do. I, you know, God sends these things to have us sit up to have us look at him with fresh lenses and not just make christianity about my shoe and my car and lord god my this there is there is more there's a way he wants you to be we must be fit when he comes to take us back and whilst you are responding what i'm trying to say is whilst you are saying yes let your yes match the life 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 so clothing in the new testament usually refers to your standing your conduct it's the way that the new testament paul would use that like as an analogy to show whether a person is in the way of god he tells us that your former put off your former conduct, put it off. Remove it like a dress. Remove it, put it off. You who formerly walked in malice and this and that, put it off. Then he says, put on the new man. Or put on Christ. And this is what he's telling us. Many of us want to come in. It's good. Oh, we, we, and we tell people, Udi wuhumah yeswa, how heaven? Udi yeswa is the beginning of the going. Make sure you are not sent back. We must be fit. We must be fit. And I ask us today, I know we are all covered and dressed nicely, but I ask you, are you well dressed in the sight of God? Are you fit for him? Can he dine with you? Can he sit at table with you? Are you the person he wants to come to and pour his mysteries into and share with? Are you that can you have that heart Is your spirit man so pure before? Is your soul ready for more of him? Or you've responded, but there is a long gap between you and God because he is so holy. And you have decided to stay at the entrance with the filth. Colossians chapter 3 verse 8 to 10 it says, but now you also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old, the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created. Ephesians 4:22 says that you put off concerning the former conduct or conversation of the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts we must make the part you must part With the old. And I take us back again. To the key verse. If any man will come after me. He must deny himself. We have work to do. Being called. Being tagged. a Christian is not good enough. Because Jesus is the one who said. On that day. They will say. Oh Lord Lord. I cast out demons in your name. Can you imagine. If someone was working miracles. We human beings would assume that. Person is the best. But he says. I will say. I do not know you. Get away from me. There is more to this thing than working miracles, apparently. There's more to this thing than, you know, just just doing it the way we want to do it. Hallelujah. We must get ready. We must get ready. I want us to spend a few minutes in prayer this morning. But as we we go to that, I want to go a, a chapter before um chapter 22 and read a few verses to us as we respond and i just want to highlight the fact that don't let your response be on your lips alone i beg us don't let our response to god just be you know on our lips and on our lips i mean we say it or we just show up in church and then beyond that you you alone know the way it is you you know In Matthew 21, when you read from the verse 28, it says, but what do you think? A man had two sons and he came to the first and said, son, go work today in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterwards he regretted it and went. Then he came to the second son and said, likewise. And he answered and said, I go, I go, sir. Not, I just go, I go, sir. He's calling his daddy, sir. But he did not go. Then he says, which of the two did the will of the father? Which of the two did the will of the father? I'll leave you to answer that. I won't go into what the tax collectors said, but I'll leave you to answer that. Which of the two? Which of the two? Which of the two did the will? Which of the two? And as you ask yourself, which of these two? I want us to ask ourselves today, am I doing the will? When I hear the word and I'm saying, yes, preach, pastor. Mm, mm, deep. And I finish all of that. When I go and make the post on Facebook and I quote, know, the big, big men of God, and I post parts of their sermon and we do all those things. Or sometimes you even tell other people after we do all those things. I want us to ask ourselves like Jesus was asking them which are we doing the will are we doing the will are we doing the will we want you to be on your feet we want to spend a few minutes in prayer are we doing his will are we doing his will are we doing his will when Jesus met the woman at the well there were so many things Jesus had to break through in her life Jesus had to deal with the mindset that you know religion or or, or worship was ritual jesus had to deal with that that worship was ritual because she said ah but we also have a place we go to worship jesus said you don't even know what you're talking you don't know who you are worshiping what are you talking about jesus had to bring her like um, ophelia was saying bring her into relationship because how do you worship what you don't know you don't have any relationship with me. You you don't call me yours, I don't call you mine. Yet you are saying that you have a place you worship. A year formats, a year, ritual. But Jesus said, Jesus dealt with that. Jesus dealt also with her sin because she was living in sin. These are some of the things sometimes that hold us back. That hold us back. That hold us back. These are some of the things that hold us back. When you read the passage in Mark 8 earlier or you go to Mark Matthew 16 this where we took our key verse from that if anyone will come after me you know the preceding passages Jesus was saying this to them because of what had happened before what had happened before Jesus began to tell them that you know I'll die I'll die a painful death and Peter was like no no my Jesus is not going to die Bible says he rebuked Jesus he called him aside and said hey stop talking like that and what did Jesus do Jesus said get away from me Satan why because this was his cross to carry this was his call this was the demand on his life it says he was he is the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth. This was the call, the mandate over his life. And here Peter was in the name of love, trying to hold him back. Sometimes we do that for people. It's not that you don't like you love the person to the extent that you want to protect them from the path and the things that God wants them to experience, the levels of consecration. You, you just want the person to be free, small, be normal. What is it? But Jesus said, you, Peter, who had just moments ago said that, hey, you are the son of God, the Messiah. When he asked, who do men say I am? Just moments later, here Peter was trying to detract him from the cross, which ultimately was his crown. That was the process to the crown. Jesus said, no way. I won't even let your love get in my way. It is Satan to me. And I pray that we will have that fierceness when it comes to the things that God has called us to. For those of us in this room, if you have not given your life to Jesus, that, that, that is the first. I invite you to come. Everything else we are talking about, you cannot even, we cannot even get into that with you until you have responded, until you come through the door. But I want you to understand that coming through the door is not the end of the story. This is a journey where we are transformed until the day he comes for us. Until the day we are united with him, we are not done. You are not a Christian for 20 years and you are done. If you are on this earth, you are still warring against the flesh, aren't you? You are still waging this war. So you don't, you don't get tired or you don't get to a point where you say, I've done so much and you cross your legs. You'll notice that a lot of people, even ministers, when they are younger in the faith, they are vibrant. They start growing, things get, and then they they start to slip off. What happened? Because they forgot that it's not a one-time thing. They forgot that it's every day. It's daily take up your cross. Not some days. You don't wake up some day and decide that, I I need a break from this Christianity. No. It's daily. And I pray for us that God will help us. I want to take a moment to pray for people who are not saved. We are praying for the salvation of souls. We must pray because people are bound by all kinds of things. That is the reason they cannot come to Jesus in 2 Corinthians 4, it says that the God of this world has blinded them. If you are blind and you don't know my voice and I'm calling you, you'll just be turning around. You won't even know where to go it will add to your confusion. We don't want that. We want people to come. We want the glorious light of his salvation, the glorious light of the gospel to shine through every darkness. We want it to be like you know how Jesus you know touched the eyes of of the blind and they could see. Even the man who Jesus healed of his of his of his Blindness and and Jesus asked him, Are you, are you, can you see? He said, I see men are speech. Jesus said, We are not done. Any person who is beginning to get a bahazin, we are not done, we must pray. And we, we are praying today. We are asking that shackles that hold people. You know, people in your life, people in your family, people in your home, people in your school, friends at work, on the streets, wherever we are praying. We're just taking a moment. You want to pray, God, save the lost. Save the lost. Release them from the shackles of sin, the shackles of death, the shackles of hell that holds them bound in the name of Jesus. Release people Lord God, from the things that hold them bound. Lord God, release, 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 release people. We pray for the salvation of souls. For those who oh God who have not surrendered their lives to Christ. For people, Lord God, who are still caught up. Lord God, in the weights of sin. Who are burdened under the weights of sin. They cannot even help themselves. Lord God, they don't have any capacity to be able to help themselves. There are people who wake up and they look at themselves and they say, ah, can't I be better? But they don't know how. Lord God, we pray. We pray for salvation. We pray for salvation. We pray for salvation. We pray for salvation. Lord God, even for our community in Taifa, we pray for salvation. You want to pray into your home. You want to pray into your circle of friends. You want to pray into your workplace. You want to pray even for for your schoolmates or wherever we are praying, God, Lord God, save. Let the light of your let the light of the gospel shine through every darkness Lord God set somebody up with an encounter set somebody up with an encounter like you met the woman at the well set somebody up with an encounter Lord god that will cause the chains to fall off that will cause the hindrances those things that are blocking them from coming to you from responding to your call Lord god that those things will fall off in the name of Jesus the shackles the weights in the name Of Jesus, Lord God, Lord God, we pray, O God, remove the scales from their eyes, oh God. Remove the scales from their eyes, oh God. Let their heart latch on to truth in the name of Jesus. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we cry out, save, oh God. Save to the uttermost. You said if you will save, they will be saved. Lord God, save them and they will be saved. Save them and they will be saved. Save and they will be saved. This is our work to do. This is our work to do that we will labor. Oh God in prayer we will intercede for the lost. My God Lord God, bring men, bring women, bring children, bring them to the saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus. Christ in the name of Jesus for you will come back soon For you will come back soon for you will come back soon you will come back soon and that point and at that point there will be no more space there will be no more time there will be no more chances Lord God Lord God into our families oh God save those that are lost save Lord God those that are serving other gods Lord Lord God, any person that claims another God, Lord God, we are asking that your light, your light will break through. 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 Help them to come beyond the deceit of the enemy, the lies of the enemy in the name of our Lord Jesus. We ask the Lord, you will save. In the name of Jesus. You want to pray? We want to pray for ourselves, we who are saved. We want to deal with every weight of sin. Those things that easily beset us. That is what Romans says. Those Weights and sins that easily beset us. There are things that hinder you from going any deeper. Since you became born again, where you are is where you are. What you know from the Bible is all you know. Nothing has added. Why can't you go deeper? It is a problem. You want to pray. You want to pray this morning. Open up your mouth. Tell God, God, I am not satisfied. I'm not satisfied with where I am. People may be applauding for me. People may be saying, oh, you are great. You are deep. But Lord God, until I attain your stature, until I attain what you want for me I have not done enough you want to pray you want to say Lord God anything that holds me back whether it is the comfort or the security of the boat like Peter or whether Lord God it is the fear of the cross that what I have to give up is too much whatever it is that is holding me back whether it's the pleasures of this life whether it is the cares of this life because for some of us it's not even about pleasure it's there's so much weight on you there's so many things you have to take care of but God says he will help us. We pray today we said God help us. He is your help. You want to say God I don't want to be at this level. I know you're calling me up higher. I know you're calling me deeper. Lord God I want to come. I want the fullness of everything that you have for me. God help me. God help me. I may be like Peter who's taking the step out of the boat but right now I feel like I'm sinking. Right now I feel like I can't make it. The things are me are too much, oh God. Lord God, stretch out your hand and hold me up, oh God. Do not let me sink. Somebody pray to the Lord today. He's here to help us, He's here to hear us, He's here to help us he's here to remove those things that hold us back the hindrances he's here to remove it is it the fear the fear of what you have to sacrifice And, because, and yet, uh, I don't know how Jesus did it but I know he did it by prayer in Gethsemane he, he went into a place of prayer and he began to pray until his sweat Bible says became as blood until the heavens angels had to come and minister to him he cried and said Lord I don't want to go this way but I know that there is an eternal demand on my life this is my destiny this is my God-ordained purpose and I cannot do anything but to honor what you have said concerning me so God help me help me help me help me if I have to bend this cup help me help me help me help me and I understand that as Jesus prayed he received strength and he was able to go to the cross if you are here and you're afraid, you're afraid. You can see the demands. You can see what God is asking for. Maybe as a holy life, you cannot, you cannot do it any other way. It may, there are things that God is demanding of us individually. And you're saying to yourself, God, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? How am I going to take care of these people? How am I going to provide for the people you're telling me to feed? Lord God, what am I going to do? How am I going to live this way? How am I going to commit to this kind of a prayer life? seeing in my schedule and you are saying all these things to yourself God I don't know how but he says if you will reach out to him he is the one who causes us to will and to do of his good pleasure and he says I am your help I am your strength I am your hope put your hand in my hand put your hand in my hand if you make the step towards me I am not going to allow you to fail I will watch over you I will perfect that which I have begun I will perfect that which I have begun somebody cry out to the lord for help you know what god is calling you to you know what god is demanding of you you know the cross he's asking you to carry you know what he's asking you to deny yourself of lante barosa by our strength lord god we cannot do it by our own strength Oh god we will fail woefully but lord god by grace by your strength by your grace by the arm of the lord not the arm of flesh any person who did the will of God had to go into the Spirit, had to be a person of the Spirit because the carnal mind is enmity against God. The carnal mind cannot perceive, neither can it follow the instructions of the Spirit. And so, Lord God, help us. Help us, O oh God. Help us, oh God, to set our eyes on things above so that, Lord God, we can come up hither, so that we can come up higher, so that we don't settle, so that we don't even give up ourselves. For so some of you, you are trying, and it looks like you keep failing at that thing. He says, Don't give up on yourself. He says, I will help you. I will hold you up. Don't give up on yourself. Take another step. All I need you to do, God says, is take another step in my direction. All I need you to do is to show that, yes, I hear you and I'm willing. I am willing. I am willing. I am not like those who were not willing. I am willing. God, I am willing. God, I am willing. I am willing. I am willing. I am willing. Though my strength be little, I am willing. Lord God, help me because I want to I want to come I want to come in your direction I want to come into your purpose I want to come into your word over my life I want to do what you want me to do oh God help me Jesus help me Jesus help me Jesus to not just come in the things I say not to, to just follow you in the things I say everybody thinks you know you're, you're up there but you know that no In my conduct, in my life, in my heart. Sometimes the things I have in my heart, I must be very foul. God help us to be able to look like what we profess. To look like what we say we are, Christians. That it will not just be a tag. That it will not just be a tag. Finally, in Revelation chapter 4, the angel of the Lord tells the revelator, John, he says, Come up hither. Why did he tell him that? He said, so that I will show you. I believe that God wants to show us certain things. God wants to open us to certain things. So much is happening in our world, but God wants to give you dimensions and insights. God wants to use you as a gate and a channel of blessing to others. But if we will give him time, if we will give him our attention, we will be able to perceive his wisdom in the times that we are in. We will be able to live above the storms. You will become an answer to people's problems if you can give him time he will release his answers to you and so you want to just avail yourself in just the next two minutes you want to say Lord God I come up I hear the call to come up I hear the call to come beyond just being an ordinary believer just you know coming to church and you know going back the same woman in the pews I want to know the mysteries. I want to know the ways. I don't just want to see the works of God. I want to know the ways of God. I I want to get it. I want to be in this relationship. I want to know you I want to know you I want to be intimate with you until I know your thoughts you said of Abraham how can I do this thing and not reveal it to my friend God that is what we want to be said of us when God is recording people he talks to people he shares his hearts with let it be us let it be us let it be us let it be us oh God let it be us let it be us we come up 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 Holy Spirit we give you the next few moments just brood over us this morning for we know that with our own strength we cannot do these things but thank you because the one who calls is able is able, is able to bring us in and to keep us in even until the day of his return. And so we yield to you this morning in the face of all the things going on in our world, in the face of so much negativity and fear and anxiety. Lord God, be our help. Cause us to walk higher, higher, higher than the flesh and than this realm. We come. We come further. We come beyond the gate. And Lord God, we fit ourselves for what it is that you're calling us into. We will not be negligent of this greater kingdom. We will not be, 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 be negligent about our salvation. We will not take it for granted. We will never Take the price of your life and your blood for granted, and so Lord help us. Release strength to us this day. We receive strength to come up higher. We receive strength to step out of the boat. We receive strength to leave our water pots at the well. We receive strength to go up the mountain with our Isaac's in obedience to God. We receive strength to deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow you. Jesus. Thank you for listening to today's message. We're sure you were blessed. Let's get interactive also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ICGC Revival Temple. Connect with Pastor Jennifer on YouTube and all her other social media handles. God bless you.